When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to ID10T number 1018. I am currently in Washington, D.C., performing at the D.C. Improv uh, shows Friday, September 6th, Saturday, September 7th. Uh, DCimprov.com, I believe, is the ticket link. And then next week, I'll be at the Chicago Improv in uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. And then a couple weeks after that, uh, October 3rd through 5th, at uh, Caroline's in New York. So if you go to ID10T.com slash tour, uh, you'll see ticket links there. There's upcoming shows in Irvine and uh, Tacoma. So uh, get ticket links there. And while you're there, go to ID10T.com slash sign up for uh, updates on stuff. We are finally launched a bunch of new stuff at the ID10T store. Um, there's some uh, great Pickle Rick stuff. There's some Rick and Morty stuff. There's some horror socks in there. Uh, Exorcist Beetlejuice, Gremlins, um, some zombie phone cases, and a lot of fun stuff. Just, I just kind of want to make stuff that I want to own. <laughs> and then in the process, I will uh, share some of that with people on the, on the website. Uh, there's also a new ID10T podcast t-shirt up with the, uh, the, the logo that's on uh, iTunes. So, you know, go check it out. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Keeps this uh, rickety boat afloat. And uh, also, uh, I want to say that if you have an event or thing that you want to promote, by all means, events at ID10T.com would be the way to reach out for that. Just like Matthew Padilla, who writes, I recently separated from the Air Force and decided to try my hand at writing children's books. I deemed it appropriate to turn to the cork board, considering how influential ID10T has been in regards to acting on my creative inclinations. I listened to your show heavily during deployments, and it spurred me to start a podcast, perform at open mics, and write this book. The book in question is called Playing Possum. Um, the O is important when searching, so just, you know, O Possum. Uh, all sales will ultimately fund the sequel. I thought it best that the next book be supported financially via the first, as opposed to Kickstarter or something similar, which is very, it's a very smart thing to do. Uh, as a new author, I welcome any and all feedback to the Amazon page so I may continue to grow and learn. Thanks, Matthew. That is a very inspiring story and um, incredible that, I don't know, it just, Matthew, I, it sounds like your head's in the right place with all this stuff, so I, uh, I, support, well, I support what you're doing. Uh, Amanda writes, I just want to let you know about a great tabletop game that a cool dude in my quaint little city of Huntsville, Alabama has made. It's called Hedgelord. It's a competitive maze puzzle game where you have to get your character and beast companion through the maze while avoiding and blocking other characters and their beast companions. Oh, and dragons, because why not dragons? The game was designed and is built by Dustin Timbrook and some other local artist buddies here in Huntsville. Follow Dustin on Instagram at Dustin Timbrook. Uh, 
The link for a store is in the bio. You can pre-order your copy of Hedgelord or buy some cool apparel. Keep in mind, there's a waiting period for the game because he is making them by hand. Oh, I love hearing stuff like that. All this by his lonesome, uh, well, with a little help from his totally rad wife when she's not at her day job. So uh, well done to Amanda. As uh, And again, it's just, it's so inspiring and so delightful to hear that people are out there making their own stuff and that they have the means to get it out to uh, other people in the world in our fabulous digital age. So events at ID10T.com would be the way to reach out for that. This episode is Cedric Yarbrough, uh, who uh, you probably know from Reno 911. Uh, he's been in a million things as a, he's an incredible sketch performer of like one of the best improvisers. Uh, he's in one of my favorite movies of all time, Black Dynamite. Of course, he was in the ABC show Speechless, which uh, was an incredible show that uh, sadly uh, is not coming back. And when we recorded this, it was right before we found out that, it, you know, they announced that it wasn't coming back. So if you're like, why didn't they talk about Speechless not coming back? Well, that's why, because we didn't know when we recorded this. But... If you want to see Cedric live, he has a monthly show at Groundlings with a bunch of other insanely brilliant performers called The Black Version. The next one is Monday, September 16th at 8 p.m. Uh, Jordan Black, Daniel Gaither, Phil Lamar is in that too. Um, uh, and it's directed by a lady who was my instructor at the Groundlings years ago when I thought I might be try improvising. Uh, uh, but it was uh, her name's Karen Mariyama, and she is also phenomenal. So uh, the the Black Version monthly show at the Groundlings. If you're in Los Angeles, go check it out, and uh, you can go to Groundlings.com to get tickets and info uh, on that. And uh, thanks to Cedric for being on. And now, without further ado, let us roll. The thing. Initiating ID10T protocol. Have you ever have you have you had a job that when you were doing it like the schedule was so grueling but then afterwards you just missed it? Yeah, missed the all of them are. Oh, they're all the, like that. Like, Reno was you know crazy hours. Uh, you know, I just wrapped speechless, and we're there sometimes fourteen, fifteen hour days, and I'm just exhausted. Just oh, I can't think anymore. Yeah. At the end of the day, and you know we're couple weeks out and I'm, I'm missing everyone already you know already i'm just like god where are those guys what's mini driver doing right now <laughs> need to call her up and it's a great thing about what social media is you can just follow everyone's life you can follow a version of everyone's a version life on, yes on instagram yeah i didn't realize how how many lies are, are going on on, on instagram because <laughs> yeah, my life my life is really fucking cool i love my life yeah and everyone i guess is Kind of faking the funk on on Instagram. <laughs> I guess if that's the thing about like, well, we're lying, but this isn't as it's not as glamorous as, but as we're making. As long it. as you're liking the pictures, then it's okay. The lie is justified, I guess, because ultimately I'm getting this um, this uh, basically cerebral drug, this, yeah. this fake this fake yeah. thing, this fake thing. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, that 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 is it is kind of a strange, and I honestly think that uh, if 
if if likes were generated by different types of behaviors, people would alter their behaviors to right. get the. That's the one thing about it that sort of scares me is that it does. It creates a loop where I think people are chasing a thing, and mm-hmm. they will do whatever they need to do to do it to, chase, to get it to, to get thing. those likes. And yeah, it's. I mean, where where would these models go? Where, <laughs> what do they? Where where would they do? Would they? What did be... Instagram models do before Instagram? I don't know. Who was going to party with <laughs> yeah. people in branded events at uh, at um, Coachella? At Coachella, like, where yeah. were they twerking before uh, before Instagram? Where man? were Instagram models posing on yachts before? Were they still doing that? <laughs> yeah. And just no one was documenting it. If an Instagram model twerks. In a forest. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a, a time old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Buddha sat for months ruminating yes. on that very oh, idea. God. Man. If an Instagram model is twerking and no one is there no to post may, it, it doesn't it, it get doesn't liked. Exa- it may not, may not actually exist. <laughs> it does not get liked. <laughs> so how the hell are you? You, you good? Everything, I'm good, yeah. Life yeah, is everything, good. Everything's yeah, good. It's you good look well. Thank you very much. Yeah, that beard is good. I you mean, know, you got just, a good beard, too. It's. I'm it, trying to fill it in. It's a good TV beard as well. Like, I see, like... Look at this guy. He's got... I, I tried to get a little fancy with it, though, yeah. like a week ago. It was really coming in nice. And I tried to do a thing where I made the sides a little bit just to give it a taper so that it was longer <laughs> at the chin. Yeah. And I don't really know yeah. how to use the guides on my beard trimmer. Right. And so I used too low of a guide on oh. the sides. And then all of a sudden, I just like a, I looked like a dirty dude with a goatee. <laughs> I just looked like a guy... I just look like yeah, I just look like a guy who'd be on like diners, drive-ins, and dives Ooh. or whatever, you know. <laughs> hey, so I'm making brisket today. Like I just looked like it just it just wasn't. Are so. we making brisket today? Yeah, exactly. Who, who's the guy that you're asking? That's why I want to know who's that guy. That, yeah, in the my guy head, the brisket maker? So here's the scene yeah, that okay. I didn't uh, that I that I was in my head but okay. didn't come out of my performance was that. Sure. I'm a dude who works out of a food truck, like mm-hmm. in rural Texas. Gotcha. And I'm just in a food truck all the time. I do have a goatee, but I haven't had time to shave, so everything else is kind of growing out. Okay. And so I just have that kind of like that kind of like greasy white guy look. Sure. You know. Sure. And then the other guy that the, the actual brisket maker yeah. that you're asking yeah. is the brisket ready. Yeah. This is his beard. He's got a good. He's beard. got a good beard. Yeah. I think goatees are the worst things to happen to men's faces. Oh yeah. That like it's just not a good. There's something about it. I would almost rather have the old timey like that reverse one where it comes down here and then just goes up to the mustache, but it's not on the chin or the neck. Yeah, that that dude. Now all I'm thinking about is all the facial hair that was in the Pimp Council scene in Black Oh, man. Yes. I had one of those. That's what I had. I had that thing. And it's funny because that's what I do. For because I I'd rather be clean shaven. I don't grow facial hair very good. It looks I good had on some you though. Here now, but uh, for many years I looked like a catfish. Just, like, <laughs> just, ping, ping, you know, just on the sides. But I try now because for Hollywood, I don't think very many executives see black men without facial hair. Mm-hmm. So and I usually don't. So I grow hair during pilot season just for you know just for. To book jobs. And and does it... It helps. You know, it's kind of funny to think that with all the training and yeah. all the work and all of the improv does it, experience... Doesn't matter. The important None question of, is... You know, the Shakespeare that I've, I've, that I've you know, years and years, my, my degree in theater arts... <laughs> None of that. Has he not matters. shaved in about five days? I don't understand the black man without facial hair. What is that? I don't get it. Now, next. 
No facial hair. Phil Lamar. That now, okay. <laughs> Let's get Phil Lamar in here. He's got a good facial hair. Lo- yeah, Phil. Phil's great. No, Phil's the best. He's I've known that guy damn genius. forever. I did a. I did an episode of Mad TV in 1997, 96, oh, okay. 96, uh-huh. and uh, and I've known Phil since then. And all of those, all those uh, He's Mad TV fucking folks. fantastic. I do a, a live show with him called the Black Version mm-hmm. Show at the Groundlink Theater. We we get a a show or a movie, uh, get a movie title, and then uh, you know, Silence of the Lambs, Star Wars. Yeah, sixteen candles, whatever, and we improvise the black version of that. When movie. is that? We do that once a month. We've been doing that once a month for eight years now. I and, really uh, want to see that. It's the best show in town. Do you, is it so? Do you do like an like a straight hour long? We'll do an hour long of that, and then uh, for the movie, and then uh, for the the second act is uh, the DVD extras. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a deleted scene, uh, a song that didn't make the soundtrack, an uh, actor who auditioned for the movie that didn't make it, uh, uh, a, uh, you know, a product that we've been placing within the movie the entire time. That you know, it's you the- elevated that because that was an amazing <laughs> idea before. Yeah. But that's a detail that is genius. The level. DVD extras are, are probably the it's better than the movie. The, and I would encourage anyone yeah. to see long form improv because I think most people when they think of improv they'll think of whose line or they think of quick games that are a little more joke based Mm -hmm. and long form improv is really about long form collaborative in the moment storytelling listening yes and it's in such an incredible thing to witness for that long because I would imagine at a certain point people just forget that they're watching something that's improvised right no they just they they can't believe that we're making up this stuff and sometimes I I, you know it's, it's just We've been at it for so long. It's uh, it, it it it's just fun. Uh, Phil Lamar's in it. Jordan Black, who uh, developed I know uh, Jordan. this. Yeah, Jordan is genius, brilliant. Gary Anthony Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Danielle Gaither, and oh, uh, she's great. Yeah, she's also a Mad TV. Mad alum. TV. Yep. And uh, Naima Funk, mm-hmm. who was from Detroit and wonderful. And uh, Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key were a part of this group before they. You know, went off and did their their guys. Did Jordan we Peele all... end up doing anything else after? Uh... I don't know what <laughs> what's going on with either I mean... of them. Keegan, Michael, who? Uh, yeah. Nah, so... I mean, did he end up becoming one of the most influential directors in Hollywood? So... In, 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 you know, yeah. the, the guy who can open up a movie anytime he wants. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, like nicest fucking nicest guys nice. in the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's so cool. I I love that. There's this kind of generation of like improv sketch kind of guys that are, you know, are now it's kind of our turn to, to do some of this, you know, get in where, you know, where we fit in a little bit, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially with sketch and improv it's like, how, how are you going to make a living? <laughs> how does, how does that actually transfer into actually this yes. business? And you know, we see that a lot of these guys are now actually really, you know, uh, you know, making their niche. They're really figuring out a way to really contribute. Well, the fundamentals of what you, the skill sets that you learn doing that, mm-hmm. especially that long form improv. By the way, did we start? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, okay. way, we're way in. We're way in. Okay, yeah, we're way in. All right, we're um, just talking. Yeah, yeah. we uh, the fa- the fundamentals that you learn from that because you are basically it's all storytelling. Mm-hmm. You learn you learn how to listen. You learn how to build characters quickly. You learn how to tell the best story with the simplest 
in the simplest way yes. that conveys to the audience mm-hmm. the immediacy of the audience. And you also have to do all of the stuff around it. And so it – I mean I really feel like for anyone who wants to learn how to sort of be like a multi-hyphenate in this business, you probably should have should like improv, like that, that like long-form improv training. Yeah. yeah. It's also – you know, just – teaches you how to listen anyway and talk to people. Yeah. I, I think, you know, a lot of us actors kind of are a little socially inept sometimes <laughs> and just being able to work well with others, you know, just helps. Well, we just have everything. to get out of our own heads a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, like we yeah. Gotta, and you, and you have to, or the scene fails. Definitely. And there's, and it's also, I, I love this thing about, I mean, there's definitely a difference between stand up comedians and sketch funny folks you know it, the those the, the stand-up guys are i think they're the more the rock and roll type guys and then the sketch guys are a little more you know they have homes and families <laughs> and, and, and insurance and you know we got to worry about you know people's teeth and well i think you know. i wonder if i wonder if it's sort of the difference also the difference between like like Solo rock star or like the Doobie Brothers, yeah. you know, where there's a yeah. bunch of them yes. and they all tour and they support each other uh-huh. and they're all, you know, it's yeah. like they know how to be a group. Right. And, and then there's Justin like Timberlake. Children. Yeah. Yeah. Stand-ups are just only or, children. Yeah. We don't know how to, you know. No, we don't know how to work. We just want to do this and sometimes, I did. sometimes we do too much coke and die. <laughs> I did. I did Groundlings in like 96, 97. Oh, you did. Oh, you did. Okay. And, um, and then I realized like, oh, I should, ju- I should just do stand up. Cause my, yeah. my, my improvs were all, I used to get called out for like, uh, you know, they go too jokey and I'm like, oh, that's my, that's, I gotta, that's what my thing. I gotta yeah. unlearn that if I'm going to make this work and I, yeah. I don't want to, I like, I'll, right. just, I'll just do stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I mean, they're, they're both great. You know, you know, they're they're both great genres, and um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should do a documentary about that. Well, stand up doesn't. Yeah. The thing that stand up doesn't do is that it doesn't teach you to. Um, it it doesn't automatically teach you to be collaborative, mm-hmm. and sometimes stand ups have trouble like making the jump to film or television, or whatever, because they're so used to their own voice doing their own thing. They're sure. really just sort of like. A one man, I'm just like a one man band. You're a yeah. one man marketer. You have to do you have to yeah. do everything yourself. Let it's, alone the acting. Yeah, aspect yeah. Of it is not this joke. You're you just know? you. Yeah. And but when you're but when you're in an improv group, you have to figure out how you fit in. Mm-hmm. You you have to service the scene and not yourself. Right. And stand up's goal is to service themselves. Yes. And the audience. Yeah. And and so I think it's it. You know, I I, I personally think that. You know, improv training is is more useful for so many different things, and stand up really helps you be a stand up. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Unless you get those that can do both, like the Eddie Murphys of the world, that, right. that are you know that were, you know when he's on SNL just killed it, and his and his you know stand up was. I wish he would come back. Yes, I mean, I, I'd heard he was toying with doing stand up again, mm-hmm. but even if he didn't, it's just like you know. Like I watch Bowfinger, and I just wish, you know, rather than trying. And I, I mean, listen, if you're a super famous person, and you know, it's it's sort of part of your career DNA to be the star of a movie or the star of a franchise. But he is such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, that which people yeah. saw in Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, but I, I, really I, just, act. I just wish he would just take parts 
regardless of the money or the notoriety, because mm-hmm. I just want to see him. I just want to see his character work. Yeah, and and not and not be like Eddie Murphy superstar. Yeah, and what I mean, we could pretend that we know his psyche and what what. But what is it like? Are you afraid to fail? Are you scared to be? You know, vulnerable and maybe, you know, not be Eddie Murphy. You know, you have, you were, there's this thing about being cool. You gotta be so fucking cool. I mean, yeah, maybe we all have that. Maybe, I don't know, or maybe it's also just that. You know, the, and he's still actually pretty young because he was like 19 yeah. when he was on SNL. Yeah, yeah. So he's, what is it? he might be like 59, 50s, maybe, yeah. 58, 50s, 59. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but also I'm sure there's like, it takes a lot of energy to go like build a character and, you know, and to him, who knows? But mm-hmm. maybe if it's not something that is going to blow up in a huge way, maybe it's like, eh, I don't know, maybe I just want to be home with my kids. Right. Maybe I just don't need to, maybe doing stand-up, you know, it's an enormous amount of work, and and for what? Like, mm-hmm. what's it? Like, what does he need to do that he hasn't done? Right. Yeah. So, and then maybe it's fucking our fault, our problem. <laughs> like, yeah. well, he, you know, he maybe he's just happy. He doesn't need any of that. He might not need any you of know? it. He and might be happy the way he is. It's just us that we need this, but we, all of us do. We all want to see Eddie do. I know, but something. in order to, and we're yeah. selfish that way. But yeah. but in order to. I think in order to be a performer, you have to be hungry in some way. Sure. And it might be hungry for attention. It might yes. be hungry for you know, because you need money. It might be hungry for the craft. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when people are very comfortable, yeah. they're just like, you know, I don't, I'm not hungry. I don't, I don't yeah, need I don't to go need back it. to the dessert table. I feel fine. I'm full. Yeah. I'm good. Push this table over. Push the uh, the plate to that side. Maybe you, um, maybe you need to write something and put maybe. it in. Maybe. Well, see, that's the other thing, too. That's... You know, I've been. I was watching Harlem Nights the other, yeah. the other night, you know, the other week. It's like we need this generation needs one of those where we just get Keegan and Jordan and Cedric and and Craig and everybody just in one stupid caper movie. You know, I know a guy who could get that greenlit real yeah. fast. Oh yeah, Mr. Jordan. Oh Peele. yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about him. Um, that would be you know just some kind of a fun. I'll bet if you called up Dang. Jordan and said, hey, can we make our own version of Harlem Nights? Uh, He'd go, all right. Okay. I mean, and Let's he could it. do it. Yeah. Yeah, he could do it. That we would be incredible. Up, yeah, we should come up with an idea, right? Something. I just, I... I Maybe Michael Jai White. I mean, Michael Jai White can write his ass off. And a lot of people don't know how how brilliant that guy is. I mean, well, I mean, Michael and Scott Sanders, yeah. you know, like, I mean, I, I, I absolutely view Black Dynamite as... I mean, I put it up yeah, there with Groundhog it. Day, yeah. with <laughs> Ghostbusters, with Back yeah. to the Future. It, I think it is one of the best comedies uh, of comedy. Yeah, yeah. It was one, I mean, I think it came out almost 10 years 2009. ago. 2009. Yeah. yeah. It was 2009. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, he, and he'd been you know batting around that idea for a long time. And I think he wanted Quentin Tarantino to, to produce or help. And I think he helps in some regard, some way, uh, or at least got us to Sundance some, in some some way. Um, and I had heard that he did something with um, Kill Bill somehow. I think there's some kind of extras where he comes in as Black Dynamite. Oh, are you was, serious? Yes. Oh my God, that's incredible. <laughs> I think I, we got to find that. But well, I, yeah, I read I read that. Even their know. even their approach to because Scott had said that. In having conversations with with Michael, that they 
the idea was not that Michael Jai White was playing Black Dynamite yeah. in his head. Yes. Michael Jai White was like a tight end for the Baltimore Colts in the yes. 1970s yes. when someone gave a black exploitation film to be the star of. So he was in character doing a character. Yeah. And it's a thing that a non-performer might not think to do, but it just it adds a dimension definitely to the performance and to that genre that they were satirizing that yeah. that just made it flawless. Yes. Ferrante Jones or something like yeah, that was, yeah. was the character's name. And he told me something like that. And it made me, when I did my character, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an actor acting this guy, as mm-hmm. this guy. I don't know what, what, the, what, what the character's name was anymore. But, but Who, yours? It was, yeah. My, chocolate Giddy Up. Chocolate Giddy Up, yes, was, was the character. Oh, but, what, but what's your guy's but, but, name? Yes, yeah. yeah. So I was an actor. You know, I was also an actor being the guy being, you know, Chocolate Giddy Up. And <laughs> <laughs> those movies always made me laugh because no one was ever scared of the guy, like everyone knows his powers. Yeah. Everyone knows what he's capable of. He's going to kick everyone's ass in here, but no one's ever afraid. <laughs> and so I was like, do you mind if I'm like, you know, I asked him, do you, do you mind that I'm scared of you? You know, it's, is it, he's like, go ahead, improvise. So all my stuff was just me fucking around. And Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Giving and as with Scott, you know, they were just like, yeah, go just do it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be the guy that's scared of, that's actually aware, you know, and and also you're taking my livelihood. Like, I'm yeah, that's I sell drugs <laughs> to the community. Yeah, I'm like that's <laughs> you, but Black Dynamite. That's what I do, man. <laughs> I know he doesn't. Yeah. He just can't understand. It's just like, very what? honest. It's my job. Just, yeah, that's. I don't know. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> That's why we're all here, really, but that that's me. I really needed you know? to understand more about the backstory and landscape of Captain Kangaroo Pimp. <laughs> I just really needed to understand <laughs> what, uh, what mean, is... I, yeah, I, I mean, do too now. That <laughs> scene, like that, that Pimp Council scene is almost, in a way, like... Um, the uh, the cantina scene where it's like I want to know more about, about all these of these characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's Hammerhead? Where does he come from? What's his right. background? How does he? How did he get here? You know, like any one of the characters. Yeah, in- Kotex. <laughs> he, Kotex. Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> like John Sally and <laughs> is back there. What is he doing? Like, what is that? Oh my God! Yeah. So it, it, all those guys were just, you know. You really do want to know everything about it. Uh, Boris, wait, no, who else was in there? There's a, I mean, there's a ton of people in there. But, um, but that's all the, that's also care. That's also, you know, what the Groundlings trains you for is like to find, like instantaneously find what the heart of the character is. Yes. And just, and explode with it. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Like, what is the, you know, when you're given that. I mean, anyone, when you're doing roll call, and you could have just said chocolate getty up, but you sang, you know, it's like that became so, that became so identifiable to him. So what is it that you're seeing when someone hands you some sides and you, you know, like, well, I have one page to like make this guy pop. I guess I don't really make it a conscious decision. I never, I just, I don't, I don't go in, I, I guess I go in, what can I contribute? Um, how can I make this project better? But I don't really make a conscious decision on 
what I can say or do that that will make it funnier. I just I don't I don't know. It just that that's what spoke to me. I I read that line and he was singing that. <laughs> and, and especially with the costume, uh Ruthie Carter did did the costume oh, wow. of that. Yeah. And I had that pink cowboy hat on and this these stirrups and a powder puff. And I'm like this this guy's an idiot, you know. <laughs> but he's a pimp and he's you know, he he's cool with it and and that that and that voice came out, you know, the real kind of thing, that just you know, real southern kind of thing, but the very seventies black guy, you know. And that's you know, I don't know. I just loved that each it like all the pimps sort of reminded me of like Co- like comics in the 80s where it's like we gotta have a hook like someone sat them down someone sat like, them down and Lauren was like Michaels is yeah. right there you got you, okay you're the making copies pimp you're the yeah exactly <laughs> what's your name Danny no it's not no it's not you're chocolate giddy yeah. you know like or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and that they all like that they had to have a thing that that, that set them apart from yes. everyone else in their game yes and it made and it makes sense. Like it makes sense because they all have it. You know what it was? It was just branding. Yeah. They were just good at branding in the seventies. You know, just branding. Oh, it reminds me that Michael Jai told me that he that he came up with Chocolate Giddy Up as a like alias he uses from time to time, or he did, whether it be like getting it in a hotel or. Or getting it, he would use that. You so know, when he like, calls down the front desk at concerts, they go, "Yes, Mr. Giddyup, how may I, how may I help you, Mr. Giddyup?" I feel like it's bringing more of a spotlight than needs to be. Just say your name's Michael. <laughs> Chocolate Giddyup, but yeah, that was a, a a character he would use. <laughs> Do you like? I mean, obviously, that's a whole different type of performance muscle, but. Yeah. You know, when you're doing more straight-ahead stuff, mm-hmm. uh, are do you prefer that, or to you, is it just different sides of the same coin? Uh, yes, is this the same? I, first of all, I like employment. Mm-hmm. Employment's good. Employment's good. Second, it, it is different. It, it is different sides because I, I, you know, I, I come from theater, and I come from um, you know doing a lot of straight stuff before I got into comedy and sketch. Um, so I, I, I just, I, I love storytelling so much, but that, that I know I can go far and, and wide and big, but I, I, I really love, you know, the small stuff, the, the stuff that we can, you know, really, you know, do the character work for. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm doing this now with speechless a little bit, but I don't think, a, you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, a lot of my, my background is theater and a lot of, a lot of Shakespeare and a lot of straight stuff where I, you know, I did nothing but cry and get angry you right. know? and none of the, the funny stuff that you know that I've been known for now and did that did that did the Shakespeare training I mean because Shakespeare is so its own thing mm-hmm. so how does that train you for you know when you're just a guy with a kid you know yeah. like how do you it's the, the whole the same you know doing my research doing the backstory you know thinking about how this guy you know does his day. Yeah, uh, you know his his background, his you know who who he lives with. If he's by himself, you know his love life, his, you know what he eats in the morning, all that stuff is is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Which will, you know, 
it's that lame stuff that you got to do, but it resonates with audiences because I've done my work. I'm very confident going in who I am. You know, I know who Chocolate Giddy Up is because <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker eats Cap'n Crunch. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a scar in the roof of his mouth because of the Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, and if it doesn't song yeah, up a little bit in the yeah, milk, it's it very really rough, is. It's a very weapon. Rough. Yeah, it's like eating a moon rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, just right in the... <laughs> ah, <God> damn it. <laughs> I gotta get these hoes. These hoes better have my money because I'm really upset right now. Very, very, like, very upset. It's like he just wants the cereal to be friendly to him because he enjoys it so much. Damn it. But almost every yeah. time, it's uh-huh. like, God damn it damn again. It. Yes. Who's that? Captain. <laughs> captain Kangaroo. Can you talk, captain, can you captain talk to the captains? Can you talk to the other captains? All the captains know each other. They're all they all Captain Crunch, other, Captain yeah. Kangaroo, <laughs> Captain and Tennille. They're all friends. Cat, talk to the captain. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Captain but, um, Morgan. But all that stuff. <laughs> but all that stuff is, yeah, it's just doing your research and, you know, um, uh, with this show, Speechless Now, um, I did a lot of, you know, learning about disability and about cerebral palsy and about AIDS, uh, actual AIDS to people with, with, um, you know, with, with kids who have cerebral palsy and how they, you know, they, they go about their day. And, and with that, now I have the confidence to, to be one, you know, on a show because yeah. I, cause I've done my work. Yeah. And I would imagine that a show like that, just as a person <clears throat> probably makes you a more empathetic creature in the world definitely i have plenty of empathy myself i mean being a black man you you know about discrimination you know about this stuff but but there's this whole other you know other world of 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 disability of you know you know i have my thing about you know getting in the door but what about literally getting in the door like is this even accessible to even you know, bring my wheelchair mm-hmm. in here, you know, so that it, it, you know, it has, and, um, you know, doing the show the last three seasons and actually meeting families and kids that, you know, will, will come up and say they wish they had a, you know, an aide like me. It's just like, Oh, it, it's, it, it, it actually, you actually feel like, Oh, I'm actually doing something, uh, for someone here. Yeah. You know, not just making them laugh, but this is actually like tangible or where, where kids feel like, you know what, I'm, I might be able to be an actor, you know, because I see a kid on this show with cerebral palsy and, you know, and navigating it and, and doing well and, um, you know, and, and, the, and the show being so popular, you know, it, it you know, it's, 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 it's groundbreaking and it makes me feel like, oh, I'm actually contributing to society here this is actually great and do you think because i think as we all get older hopefully we all get more empathetic yeah you know because when you're young especially with comedy when you're young you're like oh man nothing's off limits i can joke about anything you start to get older you're like well i don't want anyone to feel bad oh that's actually not that funny because you know Mm -hmm. like the more you learn the more you understand the more you you know like you you don't the older you get, the less you want to be, you know, you want to be pointing down and laughing at people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you don't want to do yeah. that at all. Yeah. And so has that, have you felt your comedy evolve uh, over time? Yes and no. I'm still <laughs> terrible. Uh, I still am like, fuck you and, you know, a lot of, a lot of things. And I can get that part of me out 
I, but I, you know, once you get older, you you do, you know, I'm, I was watching Little House on the Prairie <laughs> earlier today and I'm just, I'm bawling, <laughs> bawling. I hope that ends up on your Wikipedia page. Uh, yeah. Little known fact, Secret <laughs> Garbo cries to Little I, House I, on the Prairie. Well, Nels, Miss, Mrs. Olson's husband, mm-hmm. do you know the show? I'm somewhat familiar with it. You know, when I was a kid, I was probably watching more Battlestar Galactica than I was uh, yeah. Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I was watching Little House. Okay, okay, yeah. sure, sure, more sure. Sensitive. Um, but Nels, uh, there's a there's a circus that comes into town, and the fat lady in the in the circus is related to one of the main characters, and we find out, you know, throughout the throughout the show, and they they, they uh, and he's estranged her because of. Her obesity, and and then they come together at the end, and I'm just I'm bawling at the end. Like <laughs> so an sweet. idiot, yeah, That's so sweet, yeah. But I'm old now, and and now I cry. Well, you know what? You know what? what <laughs> I think what, as we become more empathetic creatures, we 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 understand that everyone wants to feel a part of something, and everyone wants to be loved. And so when yeah. you see it, when you see it happen, or you see people finally. Let all their dumb shit go and come together. Of course, you're like, oh, that's just beautiful. This I can't believe people this do this. This is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that also, um, well, it be kind of in tie with with speechless with this show is you know I you know talking to like my mother and and black people that you know that grew up in the 50s and 60s and when they would finally see someone black on television like James Brown on Ed Sullivan and they would gather around the television and finally see this guy who's killing it. Yeah. He's awesome and he's the best and you you, you finally have representation and that's how I feel about, you know, with this show um, with Micah Fowler who plays this kid with CP. Finally, you know, you're you're being represented with with someone who is, uh, uh you know, a a real character, not someone who's a, just a side character. But he's the, like the lead right. of this show. We want to know everything and anything about what what he's going through. Can he make it to college? Is he going to find a girlfriend? Uh, is he going to be an asshole to his brother and sister? Is he, you know, uh, how is he how is he going to treat his aide? when they finally separate you know now that he's going to college and and his aide is going you know elsewhere how how is that dynamic going to happen you know it's it's you want to be represented you know like like everyone does everyone wants to feel yeah. connected to someone yeah. and you in its perfect form entertainment should help foster a community and inspire and 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 make people you know make people feel things happy yeah. things sad things and you know, to see and and to to know that you know there are people who might watch a show and feel like oh, okay, I understand what's going on, but it feels like I'm standing outside looking yes. in, mm-hmm. and I can't actually project myself into this story. It's not aspirational to me because I don't, I don't identify. I don't identify yeah. with that particular experience. Yeah. I can understand from over here what it's like over mm-hmm. there, but I want it to be here, and that's right. you know, so you know. And and it's and I'm I'm glad to see that more uh, there's more d- diversity even with um, 
you know, within the deaf community or within the CP community, or different communities that are being represented now, because mm-hmm. everyone should get someone, someone that they can look to and go, well, oh, oh I, can, I get it. Yeah. Okay, I can do yes. that. I can connect mm-hmm. to that. I can, you know, like yeah. I can, I can accomplish stuff. Sure. Sure. Or I empathize with that. Right. Because it's universal that the story is universal, but there's someone there that looks like me, speaks like me, looks, you know, um, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping we'll do it. We'll hear in May. You know, now is the time that we'll we'll hear if, if oh right gets oh yeah 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 we're almost so, there yeah so we'll we'll see if we we get a season four it would be cool. Are you writing anything right now? I'm coming up with some stuff, some ideas, and you know, a couple of uh, things are in the iron, you know, on the fire, and um, you know, we'll see. You know, it's I I, I like to keep busy that way, but you know, I I don't know. You know, that's I, that that's. A part of my confidence, I, I don't have my writing mm-hmm. is, is is has always been a little bit of my, you know, my downfall. And I wish, you know, if if I could go back and teach a class in acting and teach a class somewhere in some college, I would really, really, uh, you know, emphasize, you know, get your writing in. Everyone really, you you, you know, you you never know. People aren't necessarily checking for you in Hollywood. Right. Write your own vehicle. Write what you know. Right. What what what's best for you. What you know, no one else knows you better than you. Write be able to 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 do that and be able to be rejected over and over again. About, right. You know, yeah, this isn't good. And be able to throw that away and come up with other ideas. Um yeah, I, I really wish I could I could go back in time and 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 hone that part of my you know, this creativity. Yeah, because it doesn't like something doesn't have to be so on the nose autobiographical. Like Get Out was obviously a very personal story to Jordan. Yes. But it's not it, – but it wasn't like, hi, I'm Jordan and this is something that I've noticed about our society. Mm-hmm. Like he managed to tell the story in a really interesting way while revealing something deeply personal. Right. And that is – that's obviously the goal. Yes. Without you know, without it having to be like, here is a by an autobiography of mm-hmm. my life and things that I feel, and it's like, yeah. how do you infuse that and give you know, to, in this case, like a thriller slash horror, like real substance and real heart, sure. you know, and, and something that I would like to see. I haven't seen this. Right. I want to see this on screen. That's right. The more personal yeah. something is, mm. the less. The less like anything else it will be, sure. because everyone is a unique cluster of experiences. Yeah. What is yeah. uh, what are the types of hi? Hey. My wife is. You don't have to tiptoe. Hey, it's oh. fine. <laughs> We're not, a, not this isn't a live television show, so we don't. Clop oh, by. This yeah, is it's all right. It's yeah, good. This yeah. is our shared yeah, space. There's a badger there. So yeah, go ahead. And <laughs> it's a wolverine. Oh, I'm sorry. I which is basically like a which is like a murder badger. Yeah. They're like the they're sort of yeah. They're meaner. Way, oh God! Wolverines yeah. are pound for pound. A wolverine is like the fiercest creature in in the wild. Well, I, but, but badgers don't give a fuck, right? Honey badgers, honey badgers don't, don't give a fuck. Regular badgers, I feel like they give too much of a they fuck. They give yeah. a lot of. They're fucks. A, very obsessed with Instagram, like what they're, <laughs> how many likes? Yes, you know. Yes, yes. Oh, I dug out this beehive, and no one really. And I didn't. No get one this, can, What? what I, no one likes fuck. it. All right. I was. You know, I even showed it. You know. <laughs> I took a picture of it and no one wow it's on my insta story and i, I put a you know a song to it and do i need to do more live badger videos like what do maybe, i need to yeah. like how, how do, do i get I into get the algorithm normal? i don't understand Jeez, how yeah. i'm really gonna oh maybe i should do it at two o'clock 
Oh yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. The insights are telling me that people are more interested in Badger stories from two to three. From two to three, and then, yeah, yeah. I did it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in there. time. That's stupid. Oh, you know what I need to do? I need to comment on other Badgers pages too, and maybe some other some other animals, right? Like an yes. Impala or that like would a zebra. Sense. Yeah, just like just bring in different. You know what? Let me just erase this whole thing. This, Shit. Yeah, let's forget this. We're gonna start this over. Okay, we're gonna start this. <laughs> <laughs> that that is how I feel most of the time. I'm making I'm making fun of a fake character, and inside I'm going, "Yeah, I do that." Yeah, yeah, I do that too. I shouldn't have put it out right now. Yeah, I, I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, two o'clock. Yeah, that, was a, that was the uh, that was the algorithm. One thousand more likes are gonna really <laughs> fill the hole. This is gonna make everything complete. Yeah, because it makes you feel good. I mean, you feel oh look at oh uh-huh. yeah, I've Man. been validated. Well, there because it's so hard. It's hard to really know how you're doing in life anyway and then this thing comes along that gives you this sort of fake metric on here's how you're doing mm-hmm. you know and especially if you're a performer yeah how do we quantify what we do you know it's like you you know there, there are ways where you can go like okay well our show sold out at the groundling mm. so obviously it must be doing well but in yeah. general it's very how do you like how do you know how you're doing i don't know i don't know what the answer to that is right and you know like generations before didn't need that like buck up Damn it. Walk it off. Yeah, walk that shit off. What do you, what's the matter? You, you want to be liked? Yeah. How about get a job? Mm-hmm. You know, you're living. You're actually breathing. And there's something to it, you know? It's like, why Why do I need to be liked all the fucking time? It's right. not good to be liked all the time, actually. It's actually, um, you know, especially as an actor, you don't, you, you want to be able to hide a little bit mm-hmm. and not put yourself out there all the fucking time you know yeah. and what what is cool is like oh i i didn't know what he ate <laughs> i <laughs> i uh I, he, he's he's mysterious and he disappeared into that role and i really believed this guy because i don't know anything else about him yeah yeah it's funny you say that because my my wife like someone was someone was saying to her like oh you know you should post more of this and do more personal that. And she was like, I'm, but I'm an actor. Like, I don't want to reveal too much about myself because then if people know you too much, then it becomes hard for them to buy you as a character when they see you in a thing. Yeah. But everyone just thinks like, Oh yeah, we have to, you know, it's like uh, rip back the curtain all the time. And somehow that, that is, is a value. Yeah. And it's, it's a delicate balance because uh, you know, if I if I had my druthers, I I wouldn't be on any of that stuff. But it does help sell your product that you want, so you can you keep know, doing the thing. So that you can you keep doing do, the, the thing that you love. Yeah. But man, it's you know, does Denzel have to worry about this shit? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Know. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of people yeah. who are sort of grandfathered in in a way where it's like they don't. But I'm still fascinated to see like. You ever watch John Travolta's feed on Instagram? No, it's hilarious. He just it, makes like he's such a dad, and he just makes these. They, he just makes these silly videos, like he'll do sketches with his kids. Yeah, and it's just it's so interesting <laughs> to see him. And like part of me feels like you don't need to do this, you, you don't know. Have but to. the other time, the other other side of it though, fascinating. It's, it's fascinating, yeah. and it's also fun. Will Smith is another guy yes. who's just like has completely embraced. Yes, he has fucking around online. Yeah. And and I res- and in a way I respect it because I'm like oh you don't have to do this mm-hmm. and the fact that you embrace it 
just shows me that you're a fun, silly dude. Right. And that this is just a way for you to, do. to connect with people. Uh, he also has kind of a nice team behind him that he does, has yeah, to do good, that. Kind of stuff. That would be kind of nice, too, to have a kind of a team that just did, takes care did, of your did shit. Did stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. I would say, like, you want to, you know, with, with, like, fame stuff, it's like, really the best place to be is where you're just known enough that you can get a table at a restaurant you like. Mm-hmm. And anything more than that really is is a, an obstacle. Yes. To sort of because yeah. you know, you don't want people caring too much about every move that you make. That you, do. you don't want you don't want to be so popular that if you make a thing or a movie or something that people don't like, then they just fucking can't wait to rip you down. Right. You right. just kind of want to be in this mid-range where it's like well, you know, enough people know they're nice, they're cool about it. You've mastered that, I think. I think you have a nice, good. There's a nice little people, zone yeah, in there. Yeah, you got a nice, good zone where you know I'm in a fucking awesome house. <laughs> I got a damn badge. Well, what is that? The Wolverine, Wolverine here. Yeah. You yeah. know, this is a nice. You got a nice little spot. No, I'm very, I'm very on. happy, and and it's yeah. not. Uh, you know, it's like I don't, I don't need to do stand up in arenas. To feel validated, like yeah. I just I like I like kind of you know like if I just if I get to keep doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. now I'm I'm very happy in this in this right. zone yeah. you know um, but too much is too much is not good it's even though people would go what are you talking about uh, our American culture has dictated that more of everything is better it's like yeah, yeah but more stuff is more responsibility sure it's more stress yeah it's more you know people relying on you it's more you know. Mm-hmm. Bigger letdowns when you know if you don't make something that people. I don't know. It's just kind of nice where even if you make something and it 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 doesn't set the world up on fire, then it doesn't really matter. People like, oh, it's fine. You know, it's all personality uh, too because a a bit like Sam Jackson's huge, yeah, ridiculously. I mean, the world knows this man, yeah, and yet I don't think he gives a fuck about. A lot of shit that, no. like, if it doesn't work, fuck y'all. Well, look how far into mm-hmm. his life he was when he hit Morgan Freeman, too. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, but, you know, Sam Jackson, uh, who I always think of as a guy who tries to rob McDougal's and coming to America. <laughs> you know, like, of all the Man. people in that movie. Man. He really and that guy's, right. like, the biggest star, yes. you know. He's, he has one scene where basically he gets throttled by Eddie Murphy. And it's Sam Jackson, you By know, a like broom. Yeah, and he's one of the most famous people <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah, coming to America Everybody too, by the way, is being yeah, made. You know, know about that? Talk about Eddie. Yeah, Eddie and Arsenio back together again. I hope it works. I, I, I want. I want to love it. I want to get in that film. With you should. Are they? Are they casting it now? Uh, What's that's the, how do you get in stuff? That's what I need to do. I need to get that famous. How do? How do I just go? You know what? I want to be in that movie. Maybe you talk about it on a podcast and someone hears it. Maybe. And they whisper in Eddie Murphy's ear. God, that'd be this, great. That's the only reason why I'm here, Chris. God, that that's movie holds up. <laughs> I hope so, too. I think... It does. No, the first movie... That first one... Oh, my God. It's so funny. We just watched it again at Christmas. Yeah. And because there's a there's a place... I think maybe it's Fat Sal's yes. the sandwich shop. Yes. They turned it into McDougal's. Yes. For Halloween, and the last two fucking years we've driven by, and the line is so fucking long. Yes. I want to go in it, but the line is literally blocks long. (laughs) It's crazy. And I just don't have the the, the constitution to wait wait outside. And when everyone will be like, Hardwick! No, I'm not even worried about that. It's just standing. You would get, because I'm in that line, and I would go, hey! (laughs) Did you do it? 
Uh, no, because I didn't want... Hey, Cedric, Cedric, whatever your name, Cedric, Cedric. <laughs> but yeah, that line is crazy long. But it was so, I mean, I did go in like uh, like a 1 p.m. where no one was there. Yeah. And just to look at the menu. And it was so hilarious. They, they did it right. I really hope, because I've been following stories about it in the last, last I read, like, you know, is John Amos going to be in it? I don't know. Is oh, it going to? I just hope he. I hope he is in it because he has a responsibility to the world to be Cleo McDowell. I mean, he was so fucking good in that movie. He's so good. Now they're the frozen kind, but you could never tell. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like that guy, like that guy, James Earl too. I mean, yes, so good in those in those films. They really are like, you know, people don't champion them as. like you know, you think of James Earl, you think of you know Darth Vader or other or other projects, but he's so good. Man. The thing that I love so much about Cleo McDowell is that he's. I really feel like that character has so much depth because you see that he has worked. This is what everyone needs: is a really deep deep dive into the character study of Coming to America. I guarantee you, I bet he did. I but, bet he went into that. But you see that Cleo is he's a good guy. Yeah, and. You know, he had like he had to do some stuff to ensure <laughs> for his family, yes. you know? So it's like if that he means if that means he is the Johns <laughs> to McDonald's Vons, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's not doing he's not hurting anybody. No. And he has a lazy boy that he's very proud of. He's, you know, he's he's made he's he's very comfortable. He's provided well for his family. His daughters are doing great. I mean, yeah. he's a by all accounts, I think Cleo McDowell is like a good – he's a yeah, good role model. A, he is a role model, but he stole <laughs> everything. To be fair, yeah. yes. He did, but he, he's just doing it to provide for his family. You know, the Golden Arks. They're just <laughs> – it's close. They're close. They're very close. I went – as I was, gonna, I was trying to find a picture of, of – uh, uh, for Halloween, I went as – what's his name? Um God damn it! The the guy who sings, I believe, sexual chocolate. Yes, uh, but his yeah. name. He has a real. Yeah, his real name is. Oh, oh, and he was in the What's Going Down episode. Of that's my mama. Oh, that's my mama. Yeah. Uh, you know damn what? It. I'm gonna pull this up. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Here's the. Uh... And you all know is Joe the policeman from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. I want you to put your hands together. Randy and welcome to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes. <laughs> Randy Watson. Randy. That was good. Yeah, good and terrible. Good and terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. They must have had such a good time just coming up with that shit, you know. Just, let's, just doing let's that come performance. Up with these other characters, you know, we're getting, we're going to move the plot along, but they're watching this. That's shit, the key. Is that know. it wasn't, you know, a lot of times, and this especially will happen. This has happened, you know, over the decades with, you know, SNL movie. Like this wasn't an SNL movie, but yeah. I mean, like someone who's been on SNL who does those kind of like characters. Mm-hmm. It's like that the that, that there's so much character stuff that the story's difficult yes, to, to, follow. to follow. Yeah. And with here it's so supplemental and complementary to the story. The yeah. barbershop and that and everything else. Yeah. That it's 
the story is great, and then on top of it, they get to fuck around in the yeah, sides and not around. get in the way of, yes, the, of the main thing. Of the real thing yeah. that's supposed to be happening. But I think yeah. that what that movie has is uh, it's not just a comedy for comedy's sake. There's a real heart to it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we forget that when we're making comedy things because we get so much in service of the jokes yes. that we forget of like, well, what's the heart? Like, what's the human story? Like, the jokes should just decorate the human story mm-hmm. and not just be the whole thing. Right, right. I mean, uh, even a movie like Anchorman, like, there's still like a, an, an, <laughs> a there's still like a real heart to the to the story. Yeah, there's that love story, you know, and. For both, for both, you know, him trying to find a, a bride that he really was trying to, you know, and, and but the, the also the genius is the 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 worlds that both that you know the duality of both worlds, the African world and this new Queen's world that they are so detailed, you know, in when they're coming in and dancing for that that wedding. That I mean, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful and so well done. You know, you 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 just love the movie just from that aspect. That when they come in sweeping and that that dancing shit was just was wonderful. I and just, then you come in to New York, fuck it. You know, everyone's like right away, <laughs> fuck you. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I need. I just. The, I there's one scene that I really need in Coming to America too, and it could just be very brief, but it would just be. A, like something else could be happening in the scene, but you but you see uh, you would see Akeem walking away from a meeting with T'Challa. Like I need to know that Zamunda <laughs> and Wakanda somehow, somehow that yeah. there's some sort of a connection. There's I need those universes. Kind of that. They, oh, that would be. Fantastic. I need those universes tied that together in some way. Just, just in a, some just way. A quick yeah, just something. Yeah. <laughs> that would just that would really quick, make yeah that would really make it. that would really That'd make me fantastic. happy. I bought we buy a lot of um, I just buy a lot of like goofy movie props and and stuff. And uh, one of the things that I'm really I was really excited about recently was I have uh, Zamunda money from oh from my the movie. god yeah he's got his own money. <laughs> that is so fucking funny, John Amos man that guy he. Uh, he he's one of those actors that I look up to as you know just as a character actor. He he was always good in everything he did. Um, he uh, you know from you know Mary Tyler Moore. Good little, times. Good. I mean, yeah, he was a he was a sports guy in, in Mary in, Tyler in Moore. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. yeah, but his you know good times. He, the quintessential badass father that you know cared about the family, but. Would beat your ass if you did anything that would, you know, just the threatening stuff that he would do, but you know, with a, you know, a, a, a twinkle in his eye that just made you laugh. And you know, it's you know, you watch those shows again now, you know, and the death when he died, when he oh, died, that's right. when he died on that, Good Times, it was oh. Heart wrenching. Yeah, it was awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. Yeah. Well, in, um, the, in the seventies is when. They started experimenting with uh, sometimes sitcoms can be sad. Yeah, you know, like there was a yeah. gritty that kind of like uh, that Norman Re- Norman Lear revolution. Yeah. Of, sometimes characters have abortions. Yeah, some of your favorite characters have real issues. Yeah. like they argue with people and they're small minded sometimes. You love, yeah, but yeah, when they when they killed him off, that was uh, that was that was crazy. I, I was watching some documentary about about that. 
and how you know he was told he was just basically told on the phone you know we're not going to renew your contract oh i thought he i just assumed he quit like no. why would anyone no they just he was not very happy with where the show was going apparently a lot of the jokes were because he he thought the show was going to be some one thing and it's starting to turn into the jj show yes because jj became like yeah. dynamite became so famous yes and jj was so he was complaining, you know, and he made his you know opinions felt, and uh, you know they were they were tired of it, so they were like, "Yep, yeah, we're not gonna damn bring you back, damn, damn, well, damn." <laughs> <laughs> but that just yeah. that, and then he continued to work, yes, for decades. And he was in Roots, and you know he did all kinds of stuff, but but yeah, he was you know, but he was phenomenal on that show, so good. I mean, that's a that's a big deal to not be afraid to rock the boat when you don't believe in what you're doing and it's the 70s mm-hmm. and you know it's not like there are a million other sitcoms that he can jump onto right because the 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 fabric of the entertainment industry is just so much different back then yeah and so what does he you know what's he what does he do and then you know he still ends up yeah he felt like it was very important for what he was, he was supposed to be this this father, this patriarch of this family, and and he thought these two, you know, the mother and father were supposed to be the heads of this household, and he just felt like this kid is now taking over the head of this show, right? And that's not what I signed up for, right? You know, I don't know if I could, you know, if speechless says something to me tomorrow about something, I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> I'll do it. Sure. Whatever you want. What mini driver is going to tap dance on my head? Okay, fine. That's sure, sure, great. Sure. Yeah, 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 that's, that's fine. Great. That's great. Good, good. And I'm uh, going to enjoy it. My mouth will be open. Fine. Perfect. Well, but also, you know, like it, there is that sort of thing between, it, you know, I, but I, I do think, though, if something challenged the fabric of your belief system, sure. no, you, you, you wouldn't, you, you'd stand up for it. Yeah, you, no, you definitely, you know, definitely. Like you, you wouldn't, I mean, within reason, like you don't want to be difficult. If, yeah. You know, it's like at a certain point, like, yeah, you know, we're all just playing pretend it's silly, you know, yeah. like we should be flexible. But if something violated, you know, if you really felt like, oh, my gut feels real bad about this. Yeah. I don't think, I don't yeah. think you would do it. I wouldn't. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll have to forego the, the Wolverine. <laughs> it won't be in my house this, this, this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I mean, listen, having a Wolverine does make everything better. It's nice to yeah, have in the I house mean, if someone yeah. breaks in and then yeah. they just see that, like, staring at the entryway. I'm running the other way. Exactly, because yeah. what, like, what type of a person would just have that in their living room? Uh, 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 a, a lunatic. Yeah. Someone who's not a, very stable. Now, I'm not, uh, I'm by no means uh, dangerous or threatening in any way. My wife has had weapons training. Like, she'd oh. be the one to, you know, okay. people to really to well, really be afraid of. Somebody I should be afraid of. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's not, it's not it's me. Not you? No, 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 no. I would hide or try to climb out the window or okay. something. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a formidable <laughs> opponent in any way. But, um, I mean, when, when you, as you explore more of your writing and as you explore more of these things, mm-hmm. you know, are there certain themes, certain ideas, certain stories that you feel like you really want to tell? Are they autobiographical? Are they sociological? Are they just silly? What, what is it that you want to do? There's things um, of that nature that, um, you know, a little more autobi- uh, autobiographical. Um, did I say that word right? I don't know if I said that autobiographical. word. Autobiographical. Right. There it is. There it is. Uh, a little uh, about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also some of the some things I want to do. 
theatrically. Um, I'm a big, huge musical theater nerd. Yeah. So some of that stuff I want to uh, explore. I would love to do, uh, you know, um, um, you know, Blazing Saddles, the musical. I mean, that <laughs> just the fart scene alone would be, I think, would be so. So do you think funny. they could do Blazing Saddles a musical now? It's pretty. I mean, like I feel like they'd have to update it a bit, uh, a little, a little bit. But I mean, I, I update it. Uh, I mean, I when when I first thought of this idea, I just, I just thought you know the Obama uh, presidency was so ready. <laughs> this is so exactly what is happening. That fart scene is the Republican Party, and, <laughs> and you know this black sheriff coming in to save the town. Uh, you know, I, I thought was was going to be would be would have been perfect, um, but yeah, maybe maybe an update of that. There's also I want to do. Uh, did you ever did you ever uh, see the movie To Serve with Love? Uh, I know the C- movie you're talking about. Sidney Poitier uh, comes in. He's an engineer. He's not uh, getting work as an engineer, but so he finds this job as an uh, as a teacher uh, in the UK. And uh, now he's got to teach these English toffs mm-hmm. about life. And then, oh, there you are, chimney sweep. <laughs> You're going to teach me something. Right. And they're, you know, they, they're, they're really not, uh, they really don't need to learn anything about other than, you know, they, they come from a very lower class, um, you know, uh, structure. And so they, all they really need to learn is about, about being human, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to uh, a certain, you know, to be a doctor, that's not going to happen for you. We all know that. What you need to learn is just how to talk to human beings, and you know, and and wash your clothes, and mm-hmm. and brush your teeth, and 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 being able to greet you know uh, people in in the world. Um, and so he teaches these 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 kids about you know about life, and uh, he's about to leave and go back to America. And then decides to stay, you know, with all these these toughs, these street toughs that end up falling in love with him because of because how how great of a teacher he was. Yeah. And I just thought, man, if we did that, you know, even kept it in the '60s musical in a '60s musical style, you know, kept it, uh, you know, maybe open it in the West End, and then maybe even bring it out here. I think it would be fantastic. That's a cool idea. Yeah. So. I don't know. Now I got to get the rights to. <laughs> All I have to do is get the rights to that, write it, get yeah. someone to pay for it, get the rights from Mel Brooks as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. T- stealing everyone else's ideas. That's no, no, no. You're updating. Yeah, you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own McDowell's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is what we've learned today. Fla- <laughs> Blazing Saddles is flaming chaps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. To serve with love is. It's a guy we like. Yeah, yeah, lot. that guy. That guy we like a lot. That he's the he's the best one. This guy, mm-hmm. this teacher. Sure. <laughs> he's from here and they're from there, they're, but they're, they're gonna there. figure it out. They're, yeah. It's a long title, but it conveys the idea. Sure. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. These guys <laughs> sort it out. Love. <laughs> it's all right then. Flaming chaps. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that might actually, be a different movie. Yeah, also. that was, was a really movie. that was not a good. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Was bad on my part. That's not. It's like the Blue Oyster. Oh, that's Police Academy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do it. Hey. It's amazing to me that there has not been a Police Academy movie made in so long that they just stopped the franchise. I think it's time again. That would be nice. That would be nice. 
Um, you know, what, what is Hightower doing now? I mean, is he is alive? Is Bubba Smith still alive? Yeah. Probably. Michael Winslow's still alive. Michael Winslow's still Gutenberg's doing stuff. still alive. Definitely. Maybe Gutenberg needs to be like the Captain Lassard character where he's just become this kind of weird old guy. He's the weird guy now. He's yeah. the mean dude that gets Google his stuff getting And then Google. maybe, maybe, well, because Lassard was like, he was just sort of out of his mind. And so maybe what we would find is that Captain Lassard was actually a, like a Mahoney when he was younger and just sort of lost his mind a little bit. Writes itself. And Mahoney, Chris, you. you know what? Look at you, Chris. You're brilliant. Bob, Bob you know, I'm going to call Bobcat. I'm going to call Bobcat. <laughs> yeah. Tim Kazarinsky's still around. Yes. Like, there's still a lot of people. Do we have a guy that could be this, you know, this generation's Bobcat? I don't know, but I uh, well, we have this generation's Mahoney, and his name is Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, definitely. starring in a Police Academy For movie, sure. would be fucking fantastic. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, if he can do a Detective Pikachu movie, he can do another. He can do a reboot of the Police Academy franchise. I mean, put Ron Funches in a. Oh come on! A, you're uh, uh. in a police. Yes. Uniform? Come on. Yes. I mean, God damn it. I, I don't know, Mahoney, but this is, doesn't look right to me. <laughs> I've the, never uh, done a Ron Funches impression. That, hey, it's thank, good. Thank you. Thank you. We need this to happen. <laughs> this might... You might need to put all that other stuff on hold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after you, after you do our generation's Harlem Nights no, and to serve with love and, and you're flaming and flaming chaps, flaming chaps, and um, then you maybe have to do you know, the Police Academy just to see Ron Funches in it. Yeah. He was fucking born too late. He should have been in it. There's a crime against nature that Ron Funches was not in Police Academy. God damn it, I yes, need that to happen. Yeah, that does need to happen. Shit. Oh, Ron. Man. Well, yeah, yeah, get Ron in. You know what? Now I need Ron in this, 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 uh, this movie, too, with all of us in there, with Keegan and Jordan and... I forgot Ron. Yeah, now I got to write a Ron a role. I'm just casting the new Police Academy. Okay, you're over I there, but I'm still... Man, I also feel like I'd be, uh, I'd be, I don't know. Am I, am I cheating on the Reno Nine One One franchise by doing this Police Academy thing? Totally different. First of all, Police Academy was before Reno Nine One One. Definitely, but so why should I dip my toe in? Maybe I shouldn't be a part of this at all. So you're worried about being too, like being branded too much of cop satire? Yeah, Fuck. yeah. It's like, oh, that's. Cedric Yarbrough, that's all he does. Now you're worried about it. Yeah. You're overthinking it too much. This is maybe what Eddie Murphy does. <laughs> it's all coming around, man. This is a circle of life. Yeah. And thinking about it too much. Okay. I'm in. Okay, yeah, good. Sorry. I, I, I apologize. I'm back in. I'm back in the Because as Academy. we know in the entertainment business, to just say you want to do something makes it happen that's right what away. That's yeah. Of so course, it's of fine. Course. So now, well, That's now, how my mom thinks. You know? Of course. Well, why don't you just tell him? I love those conversations. Just, I love those conversations. Call Robert De Niro up and say you want to be with him. You know what I just saw? I just saw this movie, Inception. You should be in that one. Okay. You know, you know who's cute? That Holly Berry. Why don't you... Hallie, Mom? Ha, whatever. I don't think Just, she's seeing anyone. You, you should call should. her. Oh, goodness. She is very pretty. Yeah. Why don't you... What's the matter with you? What do you? Why don't you just call her? God, you're so difficult. <laughs> you just didn't like this because I suggested it. <laughs> what? Well, also, there's a lot of stuff in between here and yeah. there yeah, that um, maybe, maybe wouldn't... 
maybe yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. However, now since we're talking about it, uh-huh. you, Halle Berry could be in this movie that you're talking about, and that's how you guys meet. <laughs> man, yeah, that could be good. Oh man, what has she done lately? Oh, she was just in that John Wick thing. Is she in the new John Wick movie? I think, I think so. Yeah. I think she's doing that. I see her on Instagram working out a lot. Yep. <laughs> just casually throw that in. Yeah. I just happened to see you her. Know, I just happened to catch. I just her you know, her, checked her you updates know, a lot gosh, and uh, noticed that uh, she was uh, working on some stuff. Very when, oiled. When's no. your <laughs> When's your next uh, uh, Groundling show? It's uh, every third Monday of the month. Every third Monday. Okay, great. But yeah, it's 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 a great show. I you know it, I you know I'm, I I don't brag about myself very much, but this is the best live show. So who else in, in the town. show? Gary Anthony Williams, Jordan Black. Um, uh, Phil Lamar. Oh, right, 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 right. And uh, Danielle and Naima and myself. And sometimes we'll have uh, you know, guests. Wayne Brady will play with us from time to time. Oh, that's great. Jordan and Keegan come back from time to time and play. Um, so it was, it's always a really good show. It's always different, too. It's always a new new movie. We ask the audience what movie you want to see. They shout out. And then by applause, we, we do that film. What's been your favorite so far? Uh, Silence of the Lambs was really funny. <laughs> That, that one was called Why You Eating People. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we did, um, oh, God, what's that one movie with, um, oh, oh, God damn. We had some, some, some of the best titles. Uh, we, we've done Mary Poppins. That was called uh, Rashida Popoff. <laughs> Uh, we did uh, the Dark Knight. That was the Darker Knight. Got of it. Of course, uh, we did. Um, uh, what's the What's the one where uh, Doctor Doolittle? Oh, um, um, uh, well, Eddie Murphy did the Doctor. Didn't Eddie Murphy do Doctor Doolittle? Oh, okay. Then that's not what I'm talking about. Um, the one where he talks to the animals. No, not that. The, there's the guy, the doctor who teaches the girl to be a better. Oh, oh, oh! You're talking about Audrey Hepburn. Yes. You're talking about My Fair Lady. Yes, My Fair Lady. Yes. Ours was called She's a Height. Yeah. Um, it's it's such a fun show, and we you know we have such a good time. You so know, does it like you walk just, on stage and say someone just suggest, recommend a movie? Yeah. And someone will say like Back to the Future, and then yes, you just... we okay. What's the title of it? Okay, let's do a song on uh, the style of Boys to Men or in the style of Al Green or whatever and to inspire the song. And so I'll, I'll get up and sing a song or you know rap one you know with a couple of other cast members, and we'll and then from then we'll, that will inspire the movie, and we do the movie, and then we'll come back and we'll do uh, the second act with the. the Have DVD you done extras. Back to the Future yet? Uh, yes. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last one we just did was uh, was uh, Back to the Future three. Oh, the, oh, very specific. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did Back to the Future. I can't remember what what the title was, but uh, yeah, no, we because you would have to go back to the old west for yes. That. Yeah, we did. Um, but I think we went somewhere else other than <laughs> than you know, the old west. But it's it's such a fun show. We you know we have a great time. We have uh, you know amazing audiences too that that really enjoy very diverse audiences too that really enjoy uh, 
that kind of comedy is fun. I hope that you write more and yeah. get more of that stuff going. Yeah, I think I need to get my my writing juices out out there. It's um, it's you know you just you, you um, I, I I just do a lot of editing myself and and, and, and you know you, that that part I'm not as confident in. You That's know? so funny to me because you know? the whole thing that you do with the Growlings is that you can't edit anything. You just yeah. have to do it. Yeah, yeah. But when I'm by myself. You know, writing, you're like, oh, I don't know if I should show this to anybody. I'll just keep this here for a little while, you know. But, you know. Because everyone, I mean, and that's the other thing. Like, something like this, uh, like with the black version, it it's, you know, like an Insta story. It's gone and, you know, poof. Right. You know, you, you improvise you, you, it's, and it's gone. You know, yeah, writing thing, that's, 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 that's around for a while. It's a little more know? permanent. Yeah. Yeah, and that that part of it is that that's scary for me. You, my acting, I've always been scared of that, but I'm more confident in it because I I I I, I know that I'm, of the training that mm-hmm. I've done. I don't have any training in writing. You know that that's you know a writing class is one thing, but that's. I don't know. You just got to do it. Okay. Well, you just got to do it. From your, you get out there and you just from your, put your gorgeous thing in, bearded face. Put your thing in the world. God's All right, mom. Fine. <laughs> you know what you ought to do? Yeah. You ought to make your movie and then you take Halle Berry to the premiere. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Why didn't you do My that? My mother, when did you become Jewish, mom? I don't know. I right. just appreciate yeah. the faith. Oh, I want to read from the Torah, Oh, you're oh, Edith, Edith, <laughs> Edith Bunker. Oh, mom. gee, I just want to read from the Torah. <laughs> oh, oh, Edith, Edith. Oh, gee. I the way, 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 way. I want to read the parade. Do you sing? Mm, you noticed. Yeah, I mean, you are rather golden-throated. Mm. Have you ever... <clears throat> yes, I've, I've, done, I've done a little bit in the past, but it's always comedy singing. Comedy singing. Because I could never bring myself to do it seriously. Are you a karaoke guy at all? Do yeah, you, you, yeah, I used to be. I haven't been in a long time. Oh, okay. I think I have allergies or something because my throat is just shredded most of the time. Has it changed? Your, what, you, is your throat changed? Or yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... I went in and got like they shoved a scope in my throat because I thought yeah. I had nodules on my vocal cords and I yeah. don't. Yeah. Uh, and so I have this picture on my phone that looks like a vagina, but it's my throat. Yeah, but it's your throat. It's a throat. Okay. It's a throat gina. Throat gina. And uh, and so you can see that my vocal cords are like inflamed and and they think it's like it's either from acid reflux or like post nasal uh, drip. And yeah. so I can't figure out how to solve that. I might be allergic to something that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. And so I just haven't been to the allergist to get poked in the back a hundred times to see what my body, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of steps. Yeah. Yeah. I have that too. I need to go to an allergist because my voice has changed a little bit and <clears throat> I'm not hitting the high notes. My, my upper register is a little. Me too. Strange. Could just be strange. us getting old. That's the other part. That could be it too. But I also think that there's probably an external factor, and it's probably diet, it's probably reflux, it's probably you know the cocaine with it's, both it's, of us. Yeah, mounds of cocaine, and the heroin's supposed to take us. the edge off that, but it you know it doesn't always. They're not always. And so yeah. then that's where the meth comes in. But yeah. I uh, I think that um, I, I was told that if you have allergies and you have post nasal drip, that it can create acid reflux as it drips into your and so you're just getting it from both ends oh, and man. it just like burns your yes. your vocal cords yeah 
So yes. if anyone's listening who is an allergist or an otolaryngologist, it would be really great it would to be know. Fantastic. What the fuck? I made an appointment to my allergist a couple of weeks ago. Should uh, we go together? We should go together. That'd be really nice. But they won't, they won't see me for another month. Because it's Cause not everyone, like an emergency? Yes. And because they got, the pollen season's so crazy. Oh, There's right. There's so many people you know, that have made appointments to, to get in everyone's allergic to something yeah and i don't know i mean i don't know if it's one of the i i don't know enough about it as a as a discipline like is it an exact science or are they like well um i don't know try not doing this or being around animals and then let's see what happens you know like i i just don't know i don't know how exact it is and i even if even if they say like yeah, there's something in the air in Los Angeles that you're just allergic to, and that's it. Like, is that it? Or, or I, I just I don't know. I just don't have the information. So instead, what I'll do is self-diagnose online and, uh, <laughs> and not do and not about sing it. and not go to karaoke. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not going like, to karaoke. No, I'm not. I'm not in red voice because <laughs> I can't. I can't do more than one song now without getting a little raspy. Right. And and you used to do a set of songs. It just hog up the whole karaoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just refused. They just drag me off. Uh, yeah. They had to hit me with a trank dart and just like pull me off. But no, I had the same. This is like one song and I'm, I'm done. I'm like, what? <clears throat> That's it. Please it's tell over. me what your guy says. Okay. Because I feel okay. like we that it's really interesting to hear that another person's experiencing that too. Well, I was doing drops under the tongue for a while. I had an allergist that said, here's, you know, do that. And now I had someone uh, recommend that here's another doctor who will give you shots mm-hmm. that is supposed to that has done wonders for this other person. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. Okay. See if, let me know. Yeah, I will. I'll let, let me you know, know how it goes. And when you come back, we'll do a musical episode of the podcast. Ooh. I can't wait, dude. Cedric yeah. is here on the podcast. Oh, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that beard. Uh, 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 oh, you're done? It's no, over? Yeah, it's over. That was it. You could, That's no, all I had. It's like Michael McDonald or Joe Cocker. Or I used to be able to do a great Michael McDonald. My voice just doesn't hold up for it anymore. anymore. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget we're not in love anymore. You still can do it. I oh, can't I can't get up to the what up, what up? Every time I hear Come on How you never want to live a life How it's gone too far And you don't have to tell me why Heaven knows when the game is through If this is what's real If this is what's true Tell me how come I Same again. Okay, forget how to end the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking end it. Okay. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I saw him, Michael McDonald, uh, uh, Chris. Chris, uh, uh, it's not that far to paradise. Chris Cross. Christopher Cross. Not Chris Cross. Not Chris Cross, but Christopher Cross and uh, Kenny Loggins oh, at the Hollywood Bowl. I would have loved to have seen Who that. Who opens up for that show? Oh, wow. I would probably have to be Christopher Cross. Okay. I think Christopher Cross opens. I think Mike. I think Michael McDonald middles, and I think Kenny Loggins headlines. 
flipped the. It was the, the absolute week. reverse. No, no, reverse. no, no, no. Christopher Cross opens. Yes. Then Kenny. Then Michael. Yeah, yes, yes. But Michael came out for uh, "Ride Like the Wind." Oh, of course. Um, yes. Oh, that's yeah, been. It was and great. I've got such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. To make it to the now I just think of the SCTV sketch where uh, Rick Moranis <laughs> yeah. like keeps going back in. Yeah. Or it's, is it Rick? I think it's Rick. I think it's Rick, yeah. To make yeah. it to your goal. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good shit. All right, man. All right, dude. It's good to see you, good Cedric. To see you too, pal. Take care. I hope to it's see fun. you soon, and I hope you make all these things we talked about. Okay. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Sephora, and Nike. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We'll try. That was ID10 team number 1018 with Cedric Yarbrough. Now it's time for some word salad rap. Some words that feel like a salad. Wrapped in a segment. Word salad wrap. Maybe I should make word salad wrap t-shirts. Would you guys buy a word salad wrap t-shirt? Would you want a word salad wrap t-shirt? I don't know. Send it, you know what? Send us a note at uh, what are you looking and then the at symbol id10t.com. What are you looking at id10t.com? Um, so uh, this, I just want to share a funny story. I don't know if it's funny, but it's a story that happened. So yesterday... I uh, was trying to get into my uh, to the FedEx website and the FedEx account, and the website kept saying your password's not correct. Your password's not correct. And by the way, a website telling you your password's not correct when you copy and paste your password is one of the <laughs> that's one of the things that drives me the most insane. I'm like password. Password sign in. You got one job. I know this is the right password. What are you doing? So I can't get in. I can't get in. So finally, I call uh, the eight hundred number and uh, talk to a really nice dude. Uh, his name was Vincent. He was at the FedEx call center. He was incredibly helpful. Just a really sweet, nice guy. Just one of those things where I was real frustrated with the 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 password experience before, and then this guy was so delightful that I hung up like feeling great. Like, oh my God, what a great, like, I just felt better. I just felt better about the experience and better about myself. So just know that good customer service is appreciated. And so uh, he said, hey, you know, uh, would you mind sticking around on the call to answer uh, a one-question survey? And I was like, absolutely, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in on this guy. I'm all in on the call. I'm all in on good customer service. So uh, there's a pause, and I start kind of going back into my account and because I'm multitasking my brain just starts to drift and all I hear on the from the automated survey thing is uh or press five (laughs) I'm like oh wait a minute this is a number thing I know I'm supposed to press one or the other and one number 
is that I was dissatisfied with the service. And the other number is that I was very satisfied with the service. And I didn't hear which was which because my brain splintered because I was trying to get back on. This is what happens when you try to multitask. People, you can only focus on one thing at a time. So now I start panicking because I'm like, oh, shit. I don't want to give this guy a bad review. I want to give him the best review. But I didn't hear what the options were because I was being an idiot. So I, I'm like I'm scrambling and I feel like I'm on a ticking clock because then the voice comes back on. Again, press one. Or, and so I go, okay, it's going to give me the options again. But then all it tells you is it doesn't tell you which op- option represents which. It just says press one or five. So now I'm freaking out because I think, oh, it's just going to hang up on me. And I'm not like I really feel the clip the green wire pressure, but I'm not really sure. And so I just hit. I go, well, all right, I guess maybe it works on a traditional scale of one to five. I'll just hit five. So I hit five and then I hang up and I have that moment where I go, shit, what if that was the wrong one? What if? I gave this guy an accidentally bad review, and then my mind starts to going all these places. Oh, we had such a great call, and if if I if I hit the wrong thing and he gets a bad review, is it gonna hurt his job? And is someone gonna be like, "What did you? Why did you get the worst review possible?" So uh, I actually called customer service back. Hey, I was just talking to this really great customer service guy named Vincent. Is there any way you could reconnect me to him? No, our call service doesn't work that way. Okay, um, just out of curiosity, if I press five for the customer service review, that's the, that's the I had the best customer service option, yes? And she said, yes, it was. And it all just sort of drained away, and I felt good. Okay, good. I made the right choice. I gave him a good, uh, I gave him the best possible review. Now, I know all this stuff sounds like super crazy and overthinking and all that stuff, but it's just a great lesson in, number one, focus on what you're doing. Number two, it just takes a minute. Number two, Really appreciate people when they, especially customer service, when they give, give you good customer service because they're on the, these folks are on the phones all day long. And if you ever get someone who sounds tired or frustrated, it's probably because they've been yelled at by people all day who know that they're not going to have to be held accountable for treating these people poorly. So um, remember that too. And then also, you know, take the time to appreciate folks when they're nice or when they give you a good customer service or they make you feel better and go ahead and give them if there's a survey take it what is it's like 10 20 seconds out of your life and i know that in our fast-paced world where we can't even watch like 10 seconds of a youtube video before bouncing to something else like take the time because that's an even grander lesson of just breathe just slow down <laughs> just breathe just appreciate the moment and appreciate uh, the people around you who really are, you know, helping you try to make your experiences better. So uh, that is my long, wild, crazy tale from yesterday. So crazy. But uh, <laughs> I just want to say thanks again, Vincent, uh, for your amazing customer service yesterday. And, uh, and everyone else... Have a fantastic week, and I will see you in your ears real soon. P.S. This is not a sponsored by FedEx.
ad or anything. This is just appreciation, expressing appreciation for a positive experience that I had. I appreciate you too, by the way. If there was a customer service call to follow you listening to this podcast, I would listen to make sure I knew what the correct options were, and then I would hit the best option, in this case, which I believe is five. So you get a five out of five. ID 10T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.